Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. I'm going to read to you today a, well, I'm actually going to talk about reading your Bible. We've been in the series, Read Your Bible. I love this series because it's super practical. It's stuff that we can understand and learn and do practically. And this is such an important part of our life as Christians, reading your Bible, right? So I'm going to pray and we're going to get into the word. God, thank you so much for this time that we have together. God, you speak through me. This is your word. This is what you desire for us to have, God. And I'm just a vessel. I'm just here, willing. God, use me. And Lord, we just open our eyes, our ears to understand you better today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So I don't know about you. (laughs) If you've moved here to Germany, if you are an expat, and you discovered something that I did, I quickly discovered something called... (laughs) Ruhezeit. <laughs> it is a German term for quiet time. It's a, it's a very, very mandatory practice that people do. And it's not just one quiet time. It is a lot. There's a lot of things that we have to look out for. It's, you know, make sure you don't do laundry on Sunday. I didn't know this, okay? I moved. Didn't know that was a rule. Any, all things Sunday. Just Sunday. Just Sunday in general. Everything's closed. You can barely do anything, which I actually have been actually really liking. And What about mowing the grass? We've heard some friends try to mow grass during lunch, and they can't do that. It's the only break you have sometimes. Nope, there's certain ruitside, there's certain quiet times that you have to abide by, and I get it, but sometimes it's a little little crazy. You have to figure it out. It's morning quiet time, it's lunch quiet time, it's evening quiet time, you have to figure out. It's not, you can't go past 7.15 or 7.30, or you're you're breaking the rules. And I've quickly discovered this. I've only been here for three years, but still we're learning got in trouble the other day with our worship team. We had our neighbor come down, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry. But I was reading an article, it's super interesting. It was a, there was a court ruling, okay? A court ruling in Cologne. So this article was talking about Ruizite and all of the, like why Germans really appreciate it and, and enforce it, mandatory, why they do this. I wanted to get a little understanding and also learn our rules because we have been breaking some. Um, There was a court ruling in Cologne which decided that a German dog may only bark for 30 minutes a day at intervals of no more than 10 minutes or it it will be sent to mandatory training at the owner's expense. And, and that a parrot, really a parrot, may screech for no more than two hours or else its owner will have to pay the damages to the neighbor. This was a real thing. And I just laughed so hard at that because, I mean, it's, it's mandatory here. They, they care about this. And so the same way, I want to title our message today, Ruizite. And I tried so hard to pronounce it the right German way, but, you know, maybe it's not <laughs> Ruizite. In the same way, it's, it translates to quiet time, rest time. In the same way, we should have a mandatory quiet time in our life, a time where we set out, 
where we rest, where we're quiet with the Lord, where we just remove all distractions and allow God to speak. And so today, I get the privilege to talk about reading and hearing. Reading and hearing. I really believe, I really truly believe the most important thing in our lives as Christians is the voice of God. It's the voice of God. It's not how many times you come to church. It's not how many times you read your Bible. It's not how many things you've done good during the week for your friends or your family or your neighbors or your work. It's not. It's the voice of God. And my question for you today, I have, I have two things to, to ask you. What is God saying to you? And do you hear him? As, we, as I continue this message, I just want you to think of this in your head. What is God saying to you? And do you hear him? In this article, it was talking about how the ear never sleeps. And I didn't actually really understand this until I started reading. The ear never sleeps. It actually filters sound even during the night. So, you know, as a mom, (laughs) now I understand. I'm like dead asleep, okay? And all of a sudden, there's one tiny little cough or move or little, you know, I am up, I am straight to the kids room you know I have it's like this spidey sense but I also know my ear never sleeps it's filtering sound it's like okay this is just the the dishwasher that's going on it's stay asleep Megan but when it's the kids it's like uh uh-uh mama's up to the kids room this is so interesting to me because I feel like sometimes our ear our walk with God can be distracted our our, you can almost picture muffles around your ear sometimes the enemy likes to come in and he likes to create distraction. So I'm going to talk about a couple ways to hear God better and to understand him. The first way that we're going to talk about is to eliminate distractions. This is, now this is a biggie. We must eliminate, eliminate distractions that keep us from focusing and reading and hearing the word of God because it's true. There are so many distractions, so many Distractions keep us from hearing from God. It's, it could be a good distraction. It could be your work. It could be ministry even. It could be things that you're doing good. It can be things that with your kids and your family. Distractions come in all these different ways. But when it's distracting you from the word and from hearing God, this can be a negative thing. See, the devil wants to distract you. I've learned this quickly because as a mom and as a leader, a pastor, I can feel so distracted in so many ways. I actually have a little bit of ADHD. I'm a li- I, I, it's hard for me to pay attention and focus, and so I'm doing a hundred things at once sometimes. If you were to see me in my house, I, I was talking about this with somebody. There was a video made, and it was just the perfect uh, picture of me. I'm in the kitchen. I'm doing dishes okay I'm doing the dishes and then all of a sudden I look over and I see a toy on the ground I'm like oh you know what I need to go I'm gonna go put those in the kids room and I leave the dishes that I'm currently doing and I go put the toys away in the room and then I realize that there's laundry in the dryer that I forgot so I go and I fold the laundry and then I go put it back and there's just a million things that I'm doing around the clock and sometimes I feel like I've been cleaning all day and then I realize at the end what where's why is this not clean distractions. The enemy wants to distract us. He wants to interrupt your quiet time. He wants to interrupt your 
walk with the Lord and distract you and deter you. Today, I took a picture of it on my phone, so I can't put it up, but I, by myself, I had to drop Daniel off at the train station. I have all three kids. They're hungry. They have to go to the toilet. We're in Nuremberg. There's no toilets around. I'm in the car. I don't know where to pull over and park. I'm like, let's just get to the Kino. Come on, to the Kino. Go, go. Get to the Kino. All the doors are shut. I'm here way extra early. There's no one here. Glory has to go to the toilet. I am deterred. I'm distracted. I took a picture of my um, maps on my car because I took the wrong way. Here's the like blue line on your Google Maps, you know, and then I see my little arrow, which is me, all the way on this side. I'm like, I should be here. Why am I here? I can't even follow Google Maps, okay? Distractions. This is what the enemy wants to do. Now, I want you to think of this for a second, okay? Imagine you were hired to be the CEO of a major corporation or a mega, mega organization, and you never took the time to learn the company's policies. They just said, all right, you're it. And they expected you to do all this, but you just said, Meh, I got this. And you never took the time to look up the company's organization, um, the policies, learn the job expectations, and never devoted time to even knowing who you're working for or what it is that you're supposed to do. Imagine that. Don't you think you'd be a little inadequate for the job? Don't you think you'd probably get fired <laughs> after like a day? You know, they'd be like, do you even know what we're doing? You wouldn't be able to represent that company well. And in the same exact way, the Bible says that we are imitators of God. It says in Ephesians 5.1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. So when we're walking around claiming to be Christians, but we do not know the word of God, we do not know it inside our hearts, we don't understand it, we've never really read it, we don't, we're like, yeah, it's all here, Pastor Daniel, you know, I'm good. You don't hear it. How will you be able to represent God? How will you be able to even understand what you're even living for? As a Christian, what, are, what is it even that you're doing? Are you, you know, these are the questions that I've asked myself as I have been preparing this. The Bible even says in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. When people, when you claim to be a Christian, when you walk around saying, yeah, that's me, but yet you know nothing about the word, you know nothing about the Father's voice, how can you really be a light? How can you really imitate God? We must desire to, be, to begin to learn the word and eliminate distractions. What is God saying to you? And do you hear him? Do you really hear him? Another way that we can hear God better, focus, understand him, is when we meditate on the word. I'm sure you've heard this. This is a pretty Christianese term, meditate on the word. And I looked up what the word meditate means, and it just is defined as thinking deeply about something. Just thinking deeply about something. And have you ever just spent time just thinking deeply about the word, opening it up, finding something, and just say, God, what is this? What does this mean? Because I can tell you, as a pastor, I don't understand some of the Bible sometimes. 
God has to reveal it to me. Maybe I read scripture over and over and over for a period of time, and I still don't understand it. But then eventually, God will speak it to me in my own way. That's the same way God wants to speak to you. He wants you to meditate. So when you meditate, this this means that you become available. So when you're focused deeply on something, that's obviously your attention is on that, so you're available. And when you become available, God can come in. So there's a story in the Bible. I'm not going to reference it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to reference it, and I'm just going to tell you quickly about it. In 1 Samuel, Samuel was serving and learning under the prophet Eli at the time. And Samuel did not know the voice of God yet. He did not know. So one night, this is, this is the story. It's pretty cool. One night when Samuel was sleeping, the voice of the Lord called Samuel by name. And Samuel thought it was Eli, his, his master, who he's serving. He runs into the rooms. Eli, what do you want? What, what, what do you want? And Eli wakes up. I, I didn't call your name. Go back to sleep. So Samuel goes back. God calls his name three times. Did not recognize his voice. But, you know, it took Eli to say to him, listen, and the next time you hear God saying, Samuel, tell him, it is me, I'm listening. What is it, Lord? I'm listening. He became available. It took him three times, but he became available. And you know what I thought about in this? This is really important. Sometimes God will use somebody else to wake you up. There, who is that mentor in your life? Who's that person that has been trying to speak into you and, and encourage you and encourage your walk with the Lord and say, hey, I'm here, I'm beside you. Let, let me help you. Who is that person? Maybe sometimes God is going to use somebody else, choose someone to speak into your life to hear him better. Yes, it takes the word. Yes, it takes the, the voice of God. But he also uses other people to wake you up like he did with, with Eli to Samuel. And also, don't just approach the, the Bible of like, oh, this is for other people. This doesn't really apply to me. When you're becoming available, you're like, all right, what is it for me? Not just for other people. God wants to speak to you. When we meditate on the word, we become available. When we become available, God comes in. I have testimonies I could tell you of this happening. I've seen plenty of people saying, you know what? I'm ready. I want God to speak. And they never have heard God before. I've seen it with my own eyes. I know a girl back in Alabama who did not believe in God, who, who was completely far away from him, and she was starting to desire God. She had a lot going on in her life. She's like, I never heard God. I don't even know who God is. Is he even real? And all I did was encourage her. I didn't have anything else to offer. I just say, be available. Just go into your own time and just ask God to speak. And man, let me tell you, he did in such a radical way. I, it's a long story, but it was so crazy, crazy and amazing to see. So when we meditate on the word, we become available. We also need to read, not just, hey, God, okay, we love you. Good job. This is good. But be prayerful about it. Prayerful. Say, God, what do you want to say to me today? Because he really does want to speak. Reading and hearing. Reading and hearing, they go two and two. It's not just one or the other, it's both. When you read, when you hear, it goes together. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. So I'll read the scripture, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. In order to increase our faith, to hear God more, 
We must read more about him. We gotta learn who God is, and he does this through the word. So, my kids, I have a six-year-old, an almost five-year-old, and a one-year-old, and they ask a lot of questions. My one-year-old just babbles, da, 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 whatever Ezra and Glory say, but they ask a lot of questions. And we're at the place in our parenting right now where it's intense questions. It's not just, Mommy, what is this? It's, where do people come from? Where do people go when they die? What, like, intense stuff. And I'm like, whoo, you know, like you think, you know, we're pastors, oh, we've got this, we're going to be able to, to, whoa, they ask me, I'm like, Daniel, what do we, what do we say? Like, really, we don't want to mess our kids up, you know? We're the ones. And so one question they did ask recently at bedtime was, where is God, Mommy? I don't see him. I don't feel, you say he's in my heart. I can't, is he in my belly? You know, they're asking so many questions. And so I sometimes just allow them to ask. And sometimes I say, you know, I don't have all the, I don't have all the answers. But I do tell them that God will speak to you. God will show you. And Daniel told him this. He said, can you see the air? Can you see it? And they're like, you know, waving it around. They like, where's air? Do we have air? They start freaking out. And he's like, you're breathing it. You can't see it, but you're breathing it in the same way God's there. But you know what? That requires faith. And I think nowadays we have, we're lacking faith as Christians. As the church, we're lacking faith these days. So many people in the world are asking us, they're asking hard questions, which is great. And we need it. We need to be challenged. But we also need to have faith. Faith comes what? by hearing, comes from hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. What is he saying to you, and do you hear him? I don't know if any of you work out in here, but when you work out, I don't, I need to. <laughs> when, you, when you work out, you're building muscles, yeah? You're, you're strengthening parts of your body, and in the same way as Christians, we can strengthen ourselves. We can build spiritual muscles. We can at kids' church, you know what we say? We feed the spirit or we feed the flesh. And sometimes you can feed the flesh so much that your spirit's empty and you're weak and you ain't got nothing in there. And you're full of your flesh, you know? In the same way, that's us. We we as Christians need to feed our spirit. We need to build our muscles spiritually to learn and be strong and be Christians in all days of our life, not just going to church. So here are some practical ways to hear and read the Bible a little bit better. And this is just my opinion. This is what I do. I don't have all the answers, as I tell my children, but I really do think this is what's helped me in my faith and my walk with God. So number one, read before you pray. Sorry, pray before you read. Pray before you read. Because you know what? It opens your, it, it begins to just set yourself right. You eliminated distractions. You're saying, all right, I'm becoming available. I'm meditating. I'm focusing. So let me just pray. Doesn't have to be some intense prayer. Just God speak to me. I'm telling you, he listens. The Bible says he's never left, never forsakes you. He's there. God will speak to you through the word. He will speak. He will begin to give you revelation of scripture. You'll just be reading it and it'll just boom, pop out. And you'll be like, wow, I did not know what this meant until this moment. And it will begin to start shifting in your heart. 
He will speak to you in new ways through the word. He will bring people in your life to build you up and encourage you also about this. Number two is write it down. Remind yourself of the word. This is so important. Our brain, it begins to hear and receive things better when we write it. When you hear it and when you write it, there's a difference. Because when you write it, it's just a different part of the brain that's receiving it. So when you're writing it down, you're saying, okay, I'm going to just receive this in a different way. And it also will remind you. What I do in my house sometimes, especially in tough seasons, I will go put post-it notes on places that I go the most. So like the refrigerator, okay, right there, or my closet. And I go and I put those scripture that God has been speaking to me, and I write it down, and I put it in places in my house that says, you know what, nope, you are not going to think this way. Here's a scripture to, to, to remind you of what God's saying. When you, write, remind, when you write it down, it can remind you during your day. Memorizing scripture will help you when you are weak. The word of God will come to you when you are in a hard place. I am a testimony of this. Let me tell you what, I have been in tough places sometimes, and all of a sudden I will just start thinking about scripture that I have been memorizing or I've written down or I've read a lot, and I'll say, wait a second, I'm okay. I'm actually okay. And this is all just because of reading more and hearing from God. And number three, respond. So we read, we pray before we read, we write it down, and we respond. So how can you respond to the word? What can you do to make the scripture you're reading, the, the, the verse, the chapters you're reading, come to life? How do you hear from God different ways sometimes? Allow yourself in these moments to say, all right, God, I'm going to respond to this now. I'm, it may be scary. It may look a little weird. It may challenge you in your faith. I was talking with a friend the other day, and I was telling her about how sometimes I, out of the blue, randomly feel something for somebody else that I don't know. And this is called prophetic word. It's just a, a, a word of encouragement. It's a, a word that's building someone up. It's not tearing them down. It's not revealing their mail. It's just truly hey, I really feel like God's going to do this in your life today or this week or what God's speaking to me and wants to encourage you and bless you and let me pray for you. And every single time I've had that happen, it's been because I've been in a season where I'm prayerful more, I'm in the word more, God begins to speak to me while I'm saying, God, I become available, use me. What do you want to say to me for this person? I do this for you guys in the church. I pray, me and Daniel pray for you. We pray specifically on things that you've asked us but we also pray just for you. If you're like, I don't, I don't need anything, I'm good. We're still praying, and we're believing God speaking to you and your family, and we believe that, and this is a practice in our life, but I think it should be in all, not just the pastors, but yours. What is God saying to you about your, your, your parents or your friends or your coworkers? God can speak, and it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be, the Lord say it, you know, in your workplace. They're like, what are these people doing? It could be a simple hey, you are awesome, you're doing a great job, and just bless them, you know, and, and represent Christ, be imitators, know what you are, you are an imitator of God. So I want to share a, a personal story, so I'm being a little transparent this morning, as we close, I want to read this scripture to you, because I want to tell you a story, for God gave us 
a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7. And Christine, if you want to play keys, this is, for me, a scripture that I have read my entire life. When I was a little kid, my dad took me to church. I was a church kid, and my dad had four. There was, there's six of us total. I have six siblings. It's all mixed. I can tell you that story later. But my dad raised me. My mom is also in my life, but at this certain part of my life, my dad was my primary caretaker. Single dad of four kids at the time, wild. Like I told you, I have a little ADHD. Well, times that by three more kids, we were crazy. We were the Thompson kids, okay? We were crazy. And we also, I'm so thankful that my dad made it a goal to take us to church. And so this scripture was taught to me in kids' church, praise the Lord, learning it. But you know, I didn't truly really grasp it. I mean, I did. I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. Spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Woo. But as an adult, as a mom, and as a wife, this scripture right here is one of the hardest to live by for me personally. I struggle with intense anxiety and fear. And it comes in different ways. Anxiety of health is is a big one for me with my kids mostly. There are just moments where out of the blue, my child could just have a tiny little cough and I go to the worst place in my mind. And I'm being real, I'm being open because I really felt like God impressed this on my heart to share because you know what, just because we're pastors, we don't get it all together. Me and Daniel go through things and we're learning and God is teaching and walking us through this. And as I was preparing this word, I kept kind of feeling a little convicted because I'm like, am I truly really living like, by especially this scripture, am I really living this way? And you know what, as I was preparing this word, God spoke to me in a brand new way about this actual verse. I, I've heard it my whole life, but when I heard it, when I was reading it, it just came to life for me because we have been saying this to our children every night when they go to bed. They cry and they say, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I have fear. And I'm saying, okay, because I have the same thing sometimes. And we talk about it, we say, God does not give us a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. We say it, but it's not really settling yet. I'm saying it again. It's not really settling yet. I'm saying it again. It's not really settling yet. And then one moment, it just clicked. I mean, we have been saying it and repeating it and repeating it. And I'm my kid's mom, and I'm trying to say, oh, don't, you don't have a spirit of fear, but of love. And I'm not even believing it in, in that moment. And it wasn't until one night where I just was so overwhelmed. There was, there's been a lot of things with our kids, just random. COVID hit our kids hard. They had after effects of COVID. And I just said, you know what, God, I'm done feeling crippled by this anxiety. I'm done overthinking things in my head. I'm done. And all of a sudden, I do not give you a spirit of fear. And it, I just bursted out in tears. And it's like, you don't, God. 
I'm doing it to myself. I am literally putting on a spirit of fear myself. It's like I'm going to this blanket and I'm putting it on myself purposely of fear. But God doesn't give us that spirit. He gives us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And I just begin to receive it in a new way. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I've heard this scripture so much. Maybe you in the room have heard scripture and have heard this Bible story and that Bible story your whole life. And you're like, I got it down. But maybe, just maybe, God wants to speak to you in a brand new way. Maybe God wants to reveal scripture to you in a new way. And I encourage you to take these next few weeks as we are ending this series to say, God, I want to learn your voice better. It doesn't have to be some audible, I'm speaking to you voice. It can be a quiet, still moment. It could be when your kids are screaming and running around, because that happens to me sometimes. It can be in the middle of a move. It can be in the middle of your workplace while you're doing busy work at work. It can be anywhere, but God will speak to you when you become available, when you remove distractions, and when you meditate and say, God, I want to hear you. I promise. I promise he will. I'm saying this with full faith. So if you've been struggling to hear him, if you're like, I don't really, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe it's God, but I'm not sure. Well, God is going to begin to speak to you when you do these things, when you focus and you read and you know what you're reading about. So I'm going to pray for you. I have three things I want to pray for you for. So if you just close your eyes. God allowed me to speak this to you today. He, it's not just Megan with, I don't have all the right words, but God really wants to speak to you today. This word is for you. It's to encourage you. It's to build you up. It's to say, hey, come on, you got this. I love you where you're at. You don't have to do some checklist for him to love you more. It's he loves you where you're at. But out of that love, come on, we should have adoration for him. We should have desire to know him better, to run towards him, to say, what is it that you want, God? I'm open. I'm available. So, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for revelation over the people here in this room and online. I pray for revelation of your scripture. As they're reading, you begin to speak to them through them you just begin to reveal your word to them in a brand new way maybe there's someone in this room who keeps reading the bible and just doesn't understand it it's confused maybe even and just says i don't care i don't understand god i pray right now you remove that and you begin to speak your word to their mind to their heart and god i pray for right now for ears to be opened the enemy likes to muffle and to to distract and cause you not to hear but God, right now, I just pray you begin to open the ears of those of us here today and just begin to speak. Speak your word. And God, right now, I speak for motivation. Sometimes we're tired and we're weary and we're tired of seeing the same problems happen, popping up in our life. And we're almost blaming you because this is happening. But God, right now, I just pray for motivation to say, you know what, even when I'm down even when I'm tired and weary I'm going to stand up I'm gonna hear from you I'm gonna listen I'm gonna be available I'm not gonna blame you God I'm not gonna be resent you or have bitterness I'm gonna open and say what is it God that you want to say even in a tragedy even in something that's happened you remove that God remove that 
hurt and just come in, God. Come into their heart. Speak. We are listening, God. Thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.